Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wilford sets off upfield. He wants a speech that'll run onto it. You might be the quickest. Oh, he kicks. He kicks ahead. And now Corey Oates will come. Oh, Oates with the one-handed pickup. How about that? Asako in behind them. He's confused. He didn't know whether to kick or whether to run. He takes the ladder option. Jermaine Asako will score. Hello Broncos fans and welcome to this week's episode of Broncos Weekly. As always, I'm Mitch and I'm joined on the line by our good friend Simo. How you doing Simo? Yeah, pretty good. How about you? Mate, uh, it's too early in the season for us to be doing this lazy, but here we are. <laughs> this, is, this is, yeah, round what? Round six and round we're six. doing the lazy podcast. Podcasting during the game, two uh, birds, a million stones. Uh yeah, we, we are. So this is going to, I don't know, this didn't, it went okay-ish when we did it last year once or twice, but I haven't got game audio in the background that should help, but I'll try to, I know people asked us last time, if we talk about something to at least mention what it is, you know, like, oh, that was a 15th yeah. or something, you know, so people can review it. I yeah. don't think we can, I would love to cut in all the audio of it, but I don't think we can and not cross enough copyright boundaries with, um, working doing on Acast, so we'll see but here we are we're gonna do i don't know how long it goes for we're gonna watch the game talk shit during it you get to listen to it or not i mean who's listening to the post penrith game the fucking post penrith game murder show i don't know yeah well this is in the um the coltrane cup from your nrl boom rookies tipping yeah. com i've tipped penrith tonight so have i oh mate look this at heavy the... spraying them <laughs> this is the third time i've tipped penrith this year so I've used up all my Penrith tips, but it's it's going to be like fifty nil. Yeah, mate. <laughs> so um, I want I'll talk about one thing. We'll start there actually. Well, Coach Oates is back. I okay, Oates is back. Yes, Arthur's. He'll never play first grade for us again. That's all I'm saying. But he had an opportunity this week. Did was an idiot. Didn't get it. But the main thing of this show, this game, sorry, this show. He's obviously Milford finally got dropped. Everyone's had takes about it. Uh, where do you sit, Simo? Um, I mean, we kind of talked a bit about this last week that we all knew it was coming. At some point. Still a bit sad. Like, he's been a big part of me, what I was believing in for years for this Broncos side. So, Mate. But I'm not really shocked by any of it. It feels sad he got dropped at a Suncorp game because, like, away from home, honestly, he couldn't give two shits half the time. So just dropping one of those games wouldn't notice. We actually still 
most of this stretch been pretty decent at Suncorp. Um, it's one of those things, mate. Like for a while, we'd even agreed last year on the show, Milford at some point did deserve to get dropped, not to be permanent, but just those things that good football sides do. Good players can miss first grade games. You know, they need to have a standard set, expectations set. We didn't have the players to do it then, and we still don't now. Like Brody Croft playing is the Dunning Kruger effect is a, is a workplace thing. If you don't know it, it's like getting promoted to your point of failure. It's like Brody Croft's entire career. That guy's like fallen upwards for opportunity after opportunity. And here he is. He's not playing because he's earned his spot. He's playing because they're just trying to, you know, send a rocket up Milford and the rest of the playing group. Yeah, well, that's always the point about like, what do you think about Milford being dropped or whatever? It's like, well, Brody Croft's still a worse player than him. Yeah. Like if I had to choose one to keep, like same dollar figure, like everything the same, just choose one over the other. Milford's a better player than Brody Croft. Yeah, mate, that's it, mate. And even even on his worst day, he's not as, he's better than Brody. The worst game of his career is better than most weeks of Brody. I would have um I would have copped a bit more if they did something wacky and just went Tyson Gamble again. You know, drop both of them and went you're giving this guy a shot. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's because I don't expect anything from this week or next week. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> like it's upsetting, but it's like I don't care cross playing because I'm expecting to get slaughtered, probably hang in the game for 15 minutes, then not to end their sets well, and then Penn to score 40 points in the second half. Like, Yeah, and what, they've conceded 16 points all year or something? Yeah. Or is it a little bit more now? I can't, I can't remember where that's up to, but like, we might score a try if we get lucky. Yeah. They'll probably and, score 48 points. And and the other tough thing with it too, mate, is he's not the only guy. In the, they can't drop them all, obviously. They can't. But he's not the only guy in this team who deserves to be dropped. And I know they've dropped Tessie for his defense as well, which again is a sign. Like I, I like Tessie, but you've got to work on something. Work on it in reserve grade. That's what reserve grade's supposed to be for. In the last two seasons, we haven't really done that. We've just given guys first grade jerseys that that were incomplete players. So I'm not against that. But again, it's like, oh, we did that to, for like Jesse Arthurs. What a terrible roster they've assembled the last couple of years, hey? Like not as bad players, but it's like after like the first like 11 or 12 players, like Jesus Christ. Where's everyone gone? Really like this decision to go for gold here because that's how we're going to beat Penrith is going up in twos. Mate, mate it's all right. For, like, we can be that team now. Scored first, 48 to two. That's good. <laughs> I like it. I like the confidence in their defense. Um, but yeah, you just look at guys like, I do believe in that you're supposed to go and develop your game in reserve grade a lot of the time. Obviously, some learning on the job has to be done in first grade for young players too, but we did give a lot of first grade jerseys to guys who weren't ready and then didn't get ready because they kept getting bloody smacked. You know, he didn't like let guys work their way into the side. So I'm okay with some of that, but then you look at the forward pack and similar, it's like there is some guys in that pack and people know who I'm talking about, but like guys like Pat Carrigan, it's like how many mistakes does he have to make until he gets a stint in reserve grade? You know? Uh, It's never going to happen for him because he's just the chosen one. Yeah. And I liked the um I actually like the tactic with um with Jordan Ricky because I'm right Ricky's a prospect as well, but he actually isn't ready to play 80 minutes in the NRL every week currently. He's fa- his second halves have been pretty poor. Like he's part of what the de- that's essentially what's happened. They dropped that whole side defense pretty much. Um so so I like the move at least gets Pango on the field starting him out there. Hopefully Pangai plays like 30 on that edge. Ricky comes on, Pangai comes back on and plays the last 30 in the middle or something. I don't mind that. That's a Bit of decent coaching, I think, with the cattle they have. 
but the rest of it's like the second choice option to come in is not great. And I, you know, you just think you can get away with dropping a Carrigan as well, not just him, but Flegler as well for like Bullmore and Reese Kennedy not really feel it. But it's like, yeah, there's not much of a drop there. It's like, are we really going to feel much better about David Mead in the centers than we were Tessie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But that's it. I'm, I'm happy Oates is playing though. Like, it felt shit yeah. to me that Arthur's was getting the run for, before him. Yeah, and especially when Oates was like gave up on his dreams of being a second rower after 38 <laughs> minutes. So it's like you can't get him right. back in the side, see what happens. Like yeah. I still think he can do good even at when he was at his worst and not scoring as many tries. He, he's still the biggest winger in the comp that can make yardage runs and that. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean We'll see, you know, he's, everyone was Seabolted at some point and no one in the team, like we're not playing well this year. They are trying a little harder, but no one's making the amount of dumb areas they were making last year. So he's hoping that Corey isn't dropping bombs again. Oh, that should be a penalty on Brody Croft, just leaning on Toto there, but whatever. And the other news, by the way, it's big news and probably what you might've thought we were this starting is, on. This is what I'm here for. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's not on a real contract. He's on a train and trial, but Carmichael Hunt starting Monday is officially on a train and trial deal, which I think means with how they've changed the contracts again, I believe it means he can actually play NRL from round 11 on that contract. But regardless, he's one step close to a Broncos return, Simo, your, your mate. It's been, what, 12 years, I think. Yeah. 2008 was his last year, right? 12 years. I can't yeah, think of a longer gap. Years, one of those. It's been a long time since Carmichael Hunt. I'm looking forward to it. Same, mate. Like long time between. It's like I have. If he played first grade, my expectations are below zero. But I don't give a shit. I, I've wanted to see Carmichael back in a Broncos jersey for the last decade. My like, I'm not going to be expecting much. I think. It, it would be like when Jared Hayne first came back from the NFL and it was like no one expected a whole heap. It was cool that this person was back and then he did like that weird field goal and then it was like, this is my house. And it was just like a couple of big moments and like I think we'd get something like that. Like you're not expecting the world from him. You're not expecting old Carmichael Hunt, but something whack had happened and yeah. I'd be there for it. So eight or not, eight or so minutes in there, we just had one of those kicks at, Kick chase was terrible, and Brighton Toho just made like thirty meters. I still don't know why they just, they just boot half these balls out. Our chase is so bad. And oh, but yeah, just like really hard grubber, and yeah, if they get in the way of it, I hope they drop it or something. Like honestly, if it's twenty five meters out from their line, it's better than the kicks are putting in when they make a good first tackle run to their thirty. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, but Carmichael stuff. He might. I've I've only watched a little bit of his. I watched his Q Cup games. You know, and there's not much you can get out of two Q Cup games or three, sorry. And one of them was that sludge a game in round one. It's our slogan game where it's like, oh my God, that's terrible. Oh, okay. We got it right, mate. So that was a chip, Cleary chip kick. Payne, I tried to ask him and missed him. And I just thought they were going to watch Cleary walk over and score. But your boy Osaka yeah, got good. there and got hurt. It was, there was just nobody there for like my to that no one's sweeping but I, I thought he chips it and then Painhouse misses shielding him where is he there just stops and misses him and I thought pretty... I, I didn't see Jermaine coming with the angle 
That contact looked pretty innocuous, really. It didn't look like there was much yeah. in that. He's all right. Okay, he's back up good. Just a little bit of winding. Uh, so I was going Carmichael. <laughs> yeah, but Carmichael's definitely obviously lost his speed. It's obviously gone. Uh, his step isn't what it was. But he hasn't lost his ball skills. Hasn't lost, firstly, who he is on the field. People can say whatever they want about him being a coke fiend off the field and his drug issues he had and whatever. But he's still that kind of leader on the field. He was that from like 17, for Christ's sake. And he hasn't lost that he won't cheat you on effort. And just simply being someone who under, like who has ball skills and will put in makes him the, makes him the fifth best Bronco. So <laughs> that's, that's all. That's all. They did. <laughs> it's, uh, it's sad, but like it's not wrong. Yeah, like he scored, like he set up a couple of tries with a simple thing of just like hold, like in the centers, catch the ball, lock, hold the eyes of his his man. The guy frees up and pass it on, and there's an unmarked winger. It's like, yep, we haven't got a center who can do that. So, <laughs> like, so the expectations would be low if he actually played first grade. But I do think they want him. What I've heard is it, and we all know this. We look at that team. There's there's no really good, you know, on field or at training mentor in key positions in this squad. There's no six or one or seven or similar. That's a really good mentor for the other halves. So they want Carmichael hanging around those guys at training, essentially. And I believe Albert Kelly's also getting... Oh, there we go. There's a Corey Oates drop, by the way. But, I mean, was was Old Mike competing for that ball? I don't know. But, uh, well, Corey Oates is up to his old stuff. He is. He's in his old drop there. That, um, what was I saying about Carmichael? But yeah, like that, they also believe Albert Kelly's um in line for a training trial as well. And honestly, they're just trying to get more older halves in the tra- in the training squad, aren't they? <laughs> like, well, that was what eleven minutes in. Yeah, glad we kicked that penalty goal. <laughs> yeah, mate. Look, it's okay. We'll um. David made defending in the centers. I I mean, yeah, it's master strike. Yeah. Uh, well, it's that's brains oats is there again, and then made defending in the centers, and I mean, it's only ever going to end one way. Oh, geez, Charlie Staines was not competing for that fucking ball. But also, I'm not sure Corey Oates had to jump like a Gumby. Oh no! They just watch it again. You like that edge defense? This is this is the other consequence of like switching the team every week. Yeah, you you're not building combinations in defense or like getting used to working with the other people. But that effort from Mead was just arm grabbing around the torso. Like there's nothing. He was never going to make that tackle. Yeah, but it is, this is the other thing they've done this week again is when they've when they've put Milford out, they've moved Deard into that left hand side, and it's a, it's it doesn't help. You're not setting up a young fella to succeed when finding his legs in first grade. He's switching the side of the field he's on every week. He has to turn his shoulders different angles, and that whole thing they all make the wrong read. Deard is, is frozen by the decoy, but like like that was just looked, it looked like what it is and Ed's playing their first game together. And then you said, Mead, mate, Mead just put his arm there. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I tried, boys. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. 
Okay, well, a man on screen, man who scored the try. That's the other one linked. So Jordan Ricky re-signed for three years. Brendan Piakura apparently being announced for three years on a $1.2 million deal, which I'm really like. I would have been furious if we lost him for that much. Um, Kurt Capewell linked to the club. I'm not sure how true it is because I don't think they're, they're talking to new players until Donahue's there. But anyway, in hypothetical world, Simo, what do you think about being linked to Kurt Capewell? Um, well, someone else said this. I forget who a couple of days ago when we were talking about this, but it, it, that just seems like a very big case of buying high on somebody. Like you, you're gonna basically you're gonna overpay for somebody that's never gonna get better than this. Yeah, and I know it was a long term trope, but not always accurate about buying a player high from that Storm team. Is this not buying high on Kurt Capewell from the best team in the competition? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I'd probably rather stay away. I mean, no, like nobody wanted him a year ago, and then he he plays that Origin 1 game, and now he's in this Panthers side, and now everyone's like, yeah, Kurt Capewell. Like, I don't know. Maybe everyone was probably more right on what he kind of actually is before Origin. Yeah, I mean, I like Kurt Capewell, but like, like, I don't want to pay him origin forward money. Yeah. Like the smart, I know they probably want an experienced back rower to go along with those two we've mentioned, but it's actually the first for mine, signing Ricky and Piakura for a combined, oh my God, where is Mead? Mead was like four men in there. (laughs) But uh, they didn't make a break though. uh, So they signed Piakura and Ricky for about a combined 800K. For once, that if we have those guys starting in the NRL, we have two starting back rows for three years for seven eight hundred k. Fantastic business. Yeah, don't ruin that by signing a Kurt Capewell who's going to end up being like, in terms of position in the side, probably end up being like fucking Jack Bird. We don't know where to put him. We'll pay five hundred six hundred k for him, and they'll be like shuffling around, or they'll put for some reason they'll make like Pierre Cura think he has to wait three years. Like when they, remember when they resigned. And we have this on this podcast when they had Sua, Glenn, and Jill, and then Fafita was like 17. And I was losing, and they re signed all three of those, and I lost my rocker. I was like, what, when, when, you know, that other guy's going to be ready to play next year, you know? And, and they got there and they didn't know what the fuck to do. So Fafita was off the bench at the first year and a half of his career. Don't do the same fucking thing to Piakura. And f- then Fafita went to the Titans. Yeah. Don't do the same thing to Piakura and go, oh, shit, we're going to be ready next year, you know? <laughs> We signed this guy who isn't even that old, Kurt Capewell, for three years as well. He's like 28, 29, so we're going to get three years out of him. Like, no. And I'm also not against the idea. He probably has got the talent to move in and play a 13 in the, in the new modern game, Capewell. But, you know, if we want to sign a 13, how about we sign a fucking 13? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't need to go turn, like, fix all your problems by turning other players into other positions. Yeah, mate. And it's just, it feels like to me, mate, like they shouldn't sign another forward now. Because they still have Haas, Pangai, Lodge, Carrigan, Flegler. All those guys are still on contract. They've signed the back rowers. They shouldn't touch another forward until they fix the rest of the side up now. So if they want another back row, it should be like end of November when someone's just, you know, some guys aren't available. Like, you know, look at last year. Say Ryan James came available end of the year. Like, yeah, look, mate, we'll get you. You come off the bench. If a back rower gets injured, you'll fill in there or something. That's the type of signing you make. You don't go and sign Capewell right now, you know? 
but yeah, we'll, we'll see what they do. If they, uh, if they, yeah, I'm just hoping that that's just agent shit because we're still getting we get linked to players all the time, as you know. But we will be getting linked more and more over the next year or so because we're in a shit spot that people will believe we'll try to sign anybody now. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we always got linked to everybody because yeah. the agent tried to drive their price up, but now there's like a half believable reason for it. Yeah, that's it, mate. And I know Jaden Sewer's agent is um. Like, I don't know what's going on at South. How, I don't know how their cap all of a sudden got so bad. But Sue is trying to look for a new home too, and I don't want him back. Oh, that would be the worst. Like, we were happy that he he left. You don't yeah. want that person back. Yeah. And 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 exactly. And it's not like he's he's been a fine first grader since he's gone now. But again, let's not put fine first grader in front of Pia Kura and in front of Ricky. Or that's just like, like she just sign a guy like him again, end up not knowing what the fuck you're going to do with him. We, we've talked about this heaps, like when we'd bash the Knights and stuff, and yeah, how they'd sign, like they signed Tim Glasby. Yeah. And it's like you're signing a player that's a depth player, like, yeah, whereas, on big money. Yeah. Whereas you should try to like sign a player, well, either that player on cheap, or if you're wanting someone on that money, like try to get somebody that is going to be the best in that position. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at guys like Tim Glasby, you could just sign like Mark Nichols for 100K, you know, and yeah, get and pretty similar. Yeah. yeah, you know, and Nichols had a pretty good two years at South, you know, and that's what we should be doing now is like, okay, these are like the four young forwards we have. Unless there's something like a Fanukan becomes available, you know, and we'll make him like the captain of the club and sign him at 13. Don't talk to fucking Kurt Cadewells or Jaden Sewers or any of that shit. You must be like a, a couple of seconds behind me because that was just crazy. Ah, Tavita! <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I don't care I if like, they score forty now. I uh, I was on time with you earlier too. I must be losing time. I'll I'll just kind of pause mine for a little bit. Yeah. Try to sync back uh, up. Thinks I'm live. I don't know. I was on time at the start. Good old KO. Yeah, I don't know. But oh, how good! Oh my god, that's amazing. Where can't he play? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. I need. I need. I need. How do I do strike through text? I'm doing a dumb tweet now. I don't know people... if you can on Twitter, can you? No, you can, no, you, you can like, oh, you can type it into Google, I think. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll see. Okay. You can't on Twitter, you're right. Okay. The man. I love that he did that. Fucking smart ass. Oh, does the, the front flip Xavier Codes. <laughs> That's it. Well, that was that. Well, there we go. There's the good change we mentioned. Get him starting on the edge just because Ricky doesn't seem fully ready. Ricky probably scores then too. I don't care. Does Ricky do a flip? Probably not. <laughs> no, he probably just strolls in, but you know, coward. We got to entertain the fans, especially in the down times. 
the man. It's like, if you weren't with us when Storm beat us 40 nil, don't be with us when the Panthers do with the Pango front flip. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all right. I'm happy now. We can get smashed. Oh, yeah. On you, Matt Burton. Off to the Bulldogs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, layer it up, Tavita. Give me the photo. The, <laughs> the celebration. Uh, the man. <laughs> I'd say one thing. Be, you go, mate. I was going to say, he's going to be up for it now, too. If he scores a try, he's just going to be up for smashing people. Yeah. I mean... That's, that's it, mate. Now, you just, why don't we go and uh, you know, put a hit on something? Get suspended now, mate. You've earned it. Go put a hit on, kick out, hit him late. Get suspended. <sighs> well, mate, that bomb was a Brody Croft bomb, too. That's probably bought him five weeks. First try assist <laughs> of the year for Brody yeah. Croft. <laughs> Did he get the try assist for that, even though it was a bat back? Oh, uh, it, it's, I don't know if he'd get that one. Like, we, so we get. For NRL official ones, anyway, if a bomb goes up and there's a bat back, and you know, and the guy catches and puts it down, the, the kicker would get it. If there's like an error and the, and, they, and the other guy scores off, the kicker would also get it. So with the bat back too, sorry, in that situation, it's the only situation that two try assists is given. So if there's a kick across field and the winger bats it back, get up. I thought ah! I thought it was So did I, mate. The best winger in the world. Oh. <laughs> Never mind anybody else. Oh, I thought that was it. That's that fucking six again, Bell. <laughs> uh, anyway, who, uh, like, with all these dumb rules too, whose idea was it to put a cowbell in the middle of rugby league? I, I, I remember, I think I told you about it. it was supposed to, I think it was a whistle at one point, but I remember being told... Um, through work, they were going to put. I got a phone call from from one of the guys I know at the NRL, and he told me, and I thought he was taking the piss. So oh yeah, they're going to ring a bell when people get six agains now in the stadium. And I just started cackling. I was like, "You're you're kidding? He's like, yeah, they're going to." I'm like, no, you're taking the piss. They're not ringing a bell. <laughs> yes, they are. Ding ding ding. That is, that's yeah. It's some. If only there was a noise instrument that the, the referees re- had. Yes. The, the official of the game who made the decision, if only he had some form of instrument of making noise. <laughs> I wish he carried the cowbell. I wish he... Yeah, and he, had, he, he had to ding it. When he threw six again, he just waved the cowbell left <laughs> yeah. and right in the air. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, scoring tries can make me not miserable for like 15 minutes. This is great. <laughs> the king. Thank God we didn't bottle that. Like that... He was out of the club with old mate Siebes and Paul White and Carl Morris last year. Yeah, but now this is just every play we have now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, they scored off at once. That's they're doing the rest of the game, are they? Oh, Richie Kenner looks like he's concussed. What the hell was that, Pangai? Oh, and then they po- and he pointed. What was he pointing at? You're pointing at the gap you, he ran through? <laughs> like <laughs> Straight through there, mate. Sir, something wrong. <laughs> like... Oh, I thought he bottled Whoa. that. Oh my god, we stopped the try. <laughs> Hold him down. Get Sinbin Corey. You do us a favor. <laughs> oh my god. What's happening? Uh, they got to they got to earn this try. What's happening, Simho? I don't know how they haven't scored yet. 
And they've just, what is Fisher Harris doing? What the hell? You're no way they have to score this tackle. That's that hasn't happened for like even with the last year of Wayne. <laughs> for three years. Oh my god, he kicked the dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the hell happened? I don't know. It's like it's 2017 or something. What we the stopped hell? a set. What the hell? It's Kevolution time, baby. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I'm, I'm in shock. Like we had the whole team went back. They all chased. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Look what happens when you put Tom Dearden in the side. That's it, mate. Maybe the Milford. Mate, if if we play better because we dropped Milford and they all got fired up, Milford never play a first grade game again. <laughs> Um, listening to um, a couple episodes behind on your other podcast, but yeah. I'm listening to one with Camp. I was on, yeah, and I forget if it was you or him said he could just end up playing Q Cup and be the greatest Q Cup player ever. I'm happy, yeah. And it's like I don't really have a Q Cup side, but whatever side he ends up playing for would become my Q Cup side. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Kevy went a bit over the top with his, you know, pouring one out for Milford. When he was saying, I don't know how he hasn't given up the game from the criticism and the pressure he's been under or similar. But, you know, we take it away from what, oh, Pangai, that was not a good offload. Yeah, Pangai giveth, Pangai taketh away. <laughs> but, you know, you take away, obviously, we all criticize all footy players, but he has done pretty well to, um, to not bite back at any point. Like, there's been no like bitter social media garbage, no bad interview from Milford about the stuff he's copped, like many players would do, because he has been getting a spray from media and fans for like three years now. And um, Yeah. And you see like a lot of other players, like Ben Hunt said stuff, like Ben Hunt's everyone's misses, Darius Boyd's misses. Like, yeah. So he's done, he's been pretty strong not to, to bite back. I mean, you mean Josh Dugan pretty much cried on camera and that was so dumb Flegler, by the way. Classic. That's that. Oh mate, he's just, he has 80s forward all over him and not in the good way. He's, well, exactly, because he's like a banana farmer. <laughs> like, yeah, I was, uh, I believed in his potential, but he's now like three or four years in the first grade and still does really dumb shit that you just don't get away with in first grade. Like, he's ragdolling people stuff. It's the reason why no one else does it, mate, because like you, you pretty much miss, you miss a lot of tackles trying to grab him, Chief. <laughs> you know, like it's cool when you sometimes get a guy then ragdolling, but those times when he, like when he missed Pappenhaus the other week, we just threw his hands at him. Like, Are you kidding me, champ, on your goal line? Yeah, I mean, like whenever we bring up ragdolling, then we bring up yeah. Gordon Tallis and Brett Hodgson. But like that play could happen 10 more times and Brett Hodgson just runs straight past Gordon Tallis trying to grab his collar. Like, Yeah. Oh, no. That's uh, all right. Pango, lockdown Pango. But yeah, like that damn penalty was so dumb because he put his elbow on Ma- in Liam Martin's face, gets us. It's obvious right in front of the referee. Yeah. But no, absolutely no, an idiot, but oh well. And he has that in him as well. Come on the field and your first thing is a dumb penalty like that. Great. Momentum killer, mate. Come on, boys. Hold out. Jeez, they're offside. They're learning. Now they fucked up. Who oh, stopped? Ken, Kenna stopped. Oh, they did the handshake, smart asses. It wasn't as funny as it should have been. 
Benny said on Discord, what the fuck's Kenna doing? The fuck did he stop? This is bad because the jamming's actually on. But Kenna stopped. Yeah. Like, if he jams Luai, it's over. Yeah, you're back now. Oh, no. Oh, okay. oh well, idiots. That was, I blame Flegler, though. Have I lost yet? I think I've lost yet. Fuck. Back, I dropped. Yeah, um, oh, I've had some TPJ, TPG and MBN have had like works in my area all week. It's supposed to be like between like one and six, but it's just been affecting me the entire day. They're doing like planned emergencies. That's what they were calling them. Classic, huh? Planned, planned emergency. Yeah, planned emergency <laughs> maintenance. Oh well, who was I before all that? Oh, well. but yeah, that was. Whatever, Flegler's fault, mate. That's that's on Flegler, dumb penalty. And then the system fell down. But yeah, if, if Luai, if he jammed Luai, I don't know where Kenner went, but if he jams Luai, he's done okay. But he just jammed into nothing. Oh. Is what it is. Yeah. But as I was saying earlier in the um in the in this podcast, Flegler probably deserves to be dropped. And before that came on, came on and did that dumb shit, but he got another, another chance. The same standard should apply to those guys like it does to Milford, you know? He'll probably get like subbed out now that he's made that dumb mistake because that yeah. seems to be Kevy's thing is wait until people make mistakes and then sub okay. them off. That's it, mate. Well, Carrigan's right. still there, mate. He, he always makes a dumb mistake after 30 minutes or so. So Yeah, wait until the horse is bolted, then shut the gate. That's it, mate. And you can already see, you see now, though, like our middle's a bit tired. He's put Flegler on. And it's this is not even to do with knocking Pat Carrigan, right? They have put fresh middles on. Put fresh middles on. You know, <laughs> Carrigan or not, they've all, they've all subbed his lodge. He hasn't really, and I mean, again, he hasn't made an f- actual first-grade coach pretty much ever until this year, Kevy. Hasn't adapted to the, the interchange differences this season at all. He keeps saving interchanges for the second half. It's like you're better off burning all of them for the first 50 minutes of the game. Yeah. And there we, we, look, we looked as gassed as we are now. Uh, the early kick with no kick chase. Our favorite. <laughs> oh. My God, kill me. 
we're so compressed now too. They'll just spread it easy. Like, make some subs, Kev. Oh, there we go. Ball Moore's on. So that's Carrigan off. Good, good. He heard me, mate. He's tuned into Broncos Weekly. <laughs> oh, he didn't get crushed. You kick out. Get up. He went down on you. Not he didn't go on your neck. Oh, well. anyway, you got any? We might as well do some questions. Yeah, I was just having a quick look through them now. There's not a whole heap yet, but we'll we'll get started over on yeah. Facebook. Hmm. Uh, from Liam, he said, "What's with the recent trend of fans on NRL Twitter and some in the media of feeling sorry for Seabold? Have they forgotten how bad he was as a coach, or is it a chance to bash the Broncos?" Yeah, I think you've got both those things there. I, I love and Seabold for what it's worth. Like <coughs> he was forward then, wasn't it? You're tapping through that forward. Oh, they got it. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. We love putting it. We love killing ourselves, don't we? Um, I think what you, you've nailed a bit there, but Seabold's done that thing. A lot of coaches just go away, you know, just go away. And Seabold hated dealing with the media for years, but it's turned up this year doing media work, NL.com, giving interviews on like podcasts and radio and, and doing saying stupid things like he was set up to fail for before he got there. The same thing he was saying when he was at Brisbane, oh, he's being undermined. And even that dumb stuff saying he was an easy target because he's intelligent. Like, <laughs> no. no. I love how like he says he's set up to fail before he got there, but then he was the one. Yeah, I know. In the papers that his kids were crying because they didn't know where they were going to go to school next year and he, like, yeah. snaked his way into the Broncos job a year early. And as, as me and you know, that people believe a lot of bullshit. Like, they believe when a player... So, even, example, James Super came out last year. Toss it or not, James Super said John Bateman's going back to Wigan. You know? Yeah. Or, sorry, or the Raiders said he'd leave or whatever. Or sorry, not go back to Wigan exactly. And... And John Bateman comes out calling him a bullshit, and everyone believes John Bateman. Yeah, every, everyone pile because people want to hate Hooper. Yeah, like, and people want to like Bateman. Yeah, and they want to hate Brisbane, but people also take things on way too much face value. So Seabold is telling his side of the story, right? And everyone's starting to believe he's garbage or feel sorry for him. It's like, well, the Brisbane Broncos don't have to tell their side of the story. The Wooden Spoon told that, and what they're going to do, they're not going to come out and respond to Seabold's bullshit. You know, no, like. like as far as the Broncos. Oh my as, God, Kenna. Oh my God. Oh, Pangai. Oh my God, Kenna. Um, but yeah, like as far as the company goes, Didn't he you're better lose off just that? not saying has anything. He, has he just called, like, knock on and then. I oh, know Pangai stole it. Good. He's a king. Pangai the king. What a try saver. On your Pangai. Anyway, um, but the Broncos aren't going to. Oh, they have called a knock on. Are you telling me we're not getting. You're telling me that wasn't in the end goal either? It was in the end goal. I know, but they're going back. Pangai didn't like try to steal that. No, he's just kind of dropped it and it's gone into Pangai's hands and they've called it happened in the field. 
No, I hate that. Give us seven tackles. Hey, co- co- uh, Xavier Coates ran hard for the first time since he hurt his neck. That's cool. But we're going, yeah, the Broncos aren't going to respond to the Seabold stuff like we were saying. Like, so there's no right of reply for them. So people would hear Seabold's garbage and feel sorry for him. Well, like, even if the things people are saying, like, even if all the things Seabold is saying are true, even if he was being undermined, even if he was taking on, taking on club directives, even if all those things are true, do not feel sorry for the fuckwit who white-handed his way into the job in the first place. Okay? Even if everything else like, he says is true. Even if that stuff, like, even if it was true too, that wouldn't have happened if he was good at his job. Correct. If he was a good coach and getting results. Holy. Mate, Bill Moore's fast, by the way. Yes! <laughs> Woo! He's like the fastest guy in the squad, by the way. He just, Crichton didn't know what to expect then. He just ran straight around him. I think it's probably a forward pass, but whatever. Ethan Bullimore with the spirit of Carmichael Hunt supporting up the middle and then that sidestep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like Seabold wouldn't have had a problem in Brisbane if he was actually good at his Correct. job. So, Look, not every coach is equipped to deal with adversity, backroom, whatever. We had a, the coach prior to him was getting undermined that entire year. We still did all right. Yeah. And, um, but that was great from Bullmore. Great step. I know he has. I mean, wanted to see him in space. Him and Flegler are really fast. I think Bullmore. I can't remember exactly, but I think he is the fastest in the squad over twenty meters, which is weird for a forward. But I would love to see. We wanted to see him in space. For, it never happens. It doesn't matter if you're the fastest. If you're a front rower, you never get to go in space. But Jesus, no. Brody Croft passed before the line. That's that's why it happened. Like no one was expecting that. All right, I'll move on. Um, oh, wait, no, no, no. we'll finish on that quickly. We'll go back again. Yeah, essentially, to, yeah. To people feel sorry for him. Yeah, like it's just people feel sorry for him because it's anti Brisbane as well. But yeah, a lot of people feel sorry after the fact. Even when he was at the club, people felt sorry for him. Like, I don't know why. No one in Brisbane felt sorry no. for him. It was like outside people and they just didn't like Brisbane. He He's still getting paid by that club. He's got a five year or well, six year deal on the end, a million dollars a year. Do not feel sorry for that man in a performance-based industry. They wouldn't feel sorry for a player. They don't feel sorry for Anthony Milford. No. But that's also the thing. People, I think, don't think about this a lot is that just because he got moved on and he's not doing his job at the moment anymore, he's still getting paid for that job because he signed a contract. So you get paid that that amount still, even though you get told you're bad at this. Like, yeah. Like, what would you feel sorry about him for? He's still getting millions of dollars. <clears throat> um, oh, this is a good one. This is from Thomas on Facebook. He said, what are the chances the Reynolds contract saga, all a typical Wayne Bennett ruse to take the spotlight off their title chances? He loves having the media talking about some rubbish when his team is firing to take the pressure off them. Good halfbacks are worth their weight in gold. He's their captain, goal kicker, and halfback. No way they let him go. 
Yeah. Can you repeat that again? Sorry, I got a work message. I looked down like a prick during the call. When you work in the game, you get messages during the game. Yeah. Um, so what's the chances Reynolds' contract saga is a typical Wayne Bennett ruse to take the spotlight off their title chances? Wayne loves to have the media talking about some rubbish when his team is firing to take the pressure off them. Good halfbacks are worth their weight in gold. He is their captain, goal kicker, and halfback. No way they let him go. No, mate. It's, it's, this one actually hasn't anything to do with Wayne, mate. It's like the last year in Brisbane... It's been like for the last, this year and last season, Wayne has mentioned many times too. Wayne literally has no roster control there. He obviously picks the match day team, all that kind of stuff, but they knew he's leaving the middle of last year. He's not a part of the contract negotiations or discussions. I don't think Wayne has the power to then walk up to the CEO or even say to Dimitri or anyone and go, look, guys, for motivation this year, you've got to, you've got to fuck around with Adam Reynolds because <laughs> he hasn't yeah. got that power. And I mean, like at that point, no matter what he said, like if they wanted to keep him, they're not going to be like, no, we're going to like stuff around with his contract for yeah. six months. Oh, well, Wayne said we should. Yeah. Like, oh God, I thought he was going to kick a field goal from over there, Cleary. But uh, anyway, it, but it's like, yeah, it's like last year when we had Wayne, when people, and even after, oh my God, Zayga. Oh. God damn. Beat enough players. He's we quick. cannot, that's the man, we cannot lose that man. Resign that man. Don't get God. You know they're confident when they're throwing the ball to Brody. Like, look at you. It's yours, Brody. <laughs> sort us out. Uh, but yeah, they, they, it's just like the last year or the last eighteen months of his Broncos tenure. People thought Wayne was somehow still signing those contracts, even though right now it's quite clear. The mention generally it's Peter Nolan's job generally now. But there was a recruitment intention for Kitty McKitty immediate Brisbane. Why the hell again would a club let, with a coach leaving let him him have any say on retention? None. Yeah, well, this is also what I said a fair bit back then is like if a club's letting a coach that's about to leave sign or reject all these players, like they're even dumber than someone doing, like making those bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Get get rid of it. Get rid of it, Tom. Oh, I thought he'd offloaded it. I can't believe... We're ahead in this game a minute yeah. out from halftime. Yeah, this is a good comment on Discord from, uh, oh, mate, get him, pain guy. Feed him. On fire. What a man. Uh, angry. So it's uh, Dane Downer's got angry on Twitter said, Croft isn't a halfback's asshole, but he's five eighths of a five eight. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, <that's> uh, good. <laughs> That that was good for him. Okay. Okay. Any more questions? Yeah, I got this heaps, but I'll watch this minute out. And when is the halftime break? We'll go through all the questions. Yeah, fair enough. We got. We only got a minute. Here we go. This is the big set. We want a forty-meter field goal here. See, Corey Oates still, he's keen to come in for hit-ups. He's had a few this half. Yeah, he's been all right. Oh, Oh my God.
Oh, my Lord. Kick it. God, if, if Croft could actually get that pass off, we might have hit a two-point field goal. It was, is that like the first attempted one this year? Well, Reynolds kicked one on us last week, remember? Oh, yeah. Good. But now that well, they had Matt Moreland. Oh, my God. Oh, you donkey. <laughs> Corio to still a donkey. Why is there a Penrith mascot in the crowd? Kevolution, baby. It's a Kevolution. But yeah, that that field goal was on there, but Brody, as we know, cannot pass. So he couldn't be the link man for the five meter pass to hit Osako on the chest. There we go. Well, this is okay. Again, this year I didn't expect them to be good because we just didn't have the, the squad to be good, but I expected them to have efforts. And it was good to see, at least for that half, just like the first half of the Parramatta game, good to see that at least at Suncorp, we can at least duke it out for 40 minutes with a fucking good side. Like, yeah. Like, if they play second half similar to this and but end up losing, like, you're not mad at that effort or the game. Yeah. Like, Penrith are a better side than us. God, you just got to figure, I don't understand, like, from all the analysis in sport, across all the sports, there's no real study I've seen that nails the mentality of those teams that are just awful away from home. Like this Broncos yeah. team haven't won away from Brisbane in like over a year. Do you remember when the Cowboys couldn't win away from North? Like they won the comp when they started winning like five games away from North Queensland. The Warriors went seasons that winning away from home. I don't understand it in modern sports, but we have that problem now. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously I've not played this level, but I don't get it because... Like playing local AFL here, you play like you have your home games and your away games. But like, I never would show up to an away game and be like, "Oh, I'm not only going to try half as much this game." Like, in my mind, you try as hard as you can every game. And I'm sure these people think the same. But, but yeah, you just get teams play better at home. I, I mean, obviously the crowd probably has a lot to do with that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but it's like, I know travel's a thing or whatever, but people being worse away in sports in the 90s and earlier made sense because like travels could be, you got a bus and you got terrible travel situations. You weren't prepared very well. They didn't really care about your turnaround time. There was no injury management or like real management the day after or whatever, but they all have a sports sign shit now. You know, teams, can travel, yeah, teams can travel up to Brisbane, the reverse of traveling to Sydney and turn up, but we haven't been turning up away from Brisbane for what, since 2017 now? March. Yeah. Righto, from Daniel. He said, lads, I share many of the same views, so needless to say, your whinging is like music to my ears. Yeah. Not sold on Walter's coaching abilities. Hope I'm proved wrong. How detrimental to big name signings do you think he will be to our club? I don't think Kevy's a detriment. I think they've got to separate Kevy the tactical coach from Kevy, the man manager. Yeah. I think even he could be a positive as far as if he was only signing players. Yeah. Like he's like old school Broncos. I definitely think like, 
all anyone that's involved in the NRL all gets very like buddy buddy and best friends and they never talk bad about anybody else. And so like I could definitely see people that are inside the NRL, you know, I could see him being able to recruit well and everything. But I just I mean you watch his bench usage, you what you see other stuff. I'm yeah. no one's sold on that. I mean, yeah, it's like and he and he wasn't brought in really to be the tactical genius. We all kind of know this. He was brought in, it was like a healing thing. You know, and it was more than just the on-field tactician. And he'll never be a great tactician. But, uh, I, you know, when, when you pointed him, I hated it. And I came out a bit more in the preseason and I saw it in round one. Like, And we just saw in this half. And it's I don't want to overanalyze one half of this game just so I don't overanalyze the bad games. But, like, if you get a footy team happy enough, committed to you and doing enough of the right things, you know, for the coach, they'll win more games than they lose even with an average coach. Yeah. You know, if that's a lot of, a lot of the sport, the physical sport like this, that's really about meterage, winning the point of contact and getting up and down the field and committing in defense really at its core. It's not about the fucking great set plays or any of that kind of shit. Really at its core. That's how games are won and lost. It's a lot of that just comes back to giving a shit and having, and putting in effort. And if you give a shit about the, the club you play for and the coach you play for, you'll get more of that effort out of those players, you know? So you get that there and then you can build on top of that. And we haven't got, he's no tactician. He's like, we've seen that already, but I was hoping we've got some in this half that he'd at least get the boys a bit happier and enjoying their training more. And I know it sounds like an old person thing to say, but a bit more of what the Broncos meant instilled into the, the, these players, you know? Yeah. Daniel continues. He says, uh, given Sam Walker hasn't signed an extension to my knowledge, would your preferred halfback be Walker or Dearden? Oh, we're not getting Walker back. Like, there's no chance. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd probably take Sam Walker, but again, it's 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 one of those things, mate. Like, if he was playing for us, he probably would have played last year, and he'd be shit. <laughs> like, he'd just be shit yeah. right now. He'd be getting in this team that's getting pounded. Like, you know, who knows what the fuck Tom Dearden could be? I, I like his talent, and I've seen it glimpses of him too. But it's like. It is the hardest job in the NRL being the halfback in a shit footy side, especially being the young halfback in a shit footy side. Plus, if you have Walker, you also have the side effect of having his, what is it, uncle and dad. His dad, yeah, Ben and stuff. But, I mean, some of those things, there's no surprise the stories that came out. I'd heard when, when he when he went, there was some weird stuff to do with his parents, so with Ben Walker and or whatever, and, and what ended up coming out. And I don't think that in, that interview that meeting that it's uh, Sam Walker spoke about with Seabold was like the, was what lost him. They, I think they'd lost him before then, but he had that, that four hour meeting with Seabold. And mate, I don't think there's any footy player who wants a four hour recruitment meeting, let alone a teenager. I was going to say like, if I had a four hour meeting, I know I'd be leaving too. Yeah. It's like, this, like what the fuck is this boring shit? As he was like 16 or 17 and his parents weren't allowed to come for four hours in a meeting room. Like, mate, all you have to do, and this is this is what I was going to make, which is a positive Kevy. So Kevy, so Peter Nolan messed up that deal with Reese Walsh. It was quite obvious Kevy was shitty about it because Gordy was attacking Peter Nolan publicly about it, and Kevy was doing that thing when he's like, "Oh, it's not my job" or whatever. And the word had come out like, if you remember, two or three weeks ago on a Tuesday, it was maybe the second teamless Tuesday of the year or the third that Peter Currid got close to agreeing terms with the Bulldogs. So that night, what? Kevy and, and Lockyer did finally doing what he should have been doing all the time in recruitment is all they did was went to Kevy's. They went to his house and they did it with his family and made it and asked and got him to stay. And that's, that's 
not hard. That's what works with young kids, though, mate. Mate, Nathan Brown figured it out. You get your wife yeah. to cook butter chicken for people, and they sign. But mate, you get like you know, for whatever he is now, and whatever Lockie's on the last two years, you get <laughs> Kevy Walters and Darren Lockyer into your parents' lounge room, selling you the Broncos' dream. You know, you, you're, you're probably going to sign the thing. You probably, yeah. yeah you it's know? not hard. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's the same thing. We've all been there when you've been hit by a really good salesman and you think after, the, after they leave, you're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <You> know, <it's laughs> like, I'm done. You look at the get out clause. But yeah, that's one of those ones. Like, in there, you know, they're in Brisbane talking shit about the 90s and selling them the dream and what they're changing at Brisbane. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I ain't leaving this. You know? Yeah. Like that, but that's how easy it can be recruiting those young guys. And like Kevy's not part of head of recruitment and retention or anything. But he's also smart enough to see who's a good player at training, right? So he was like not copping losing Pia Kura after losing Walsh. And he went and, you know, above and above, beyond his bounds and got him to re-sign the thing. And that's, you know, maybe if, if we don't have Kevy right now, maybe we don't have Brendan Pia Kura next year, you know? It's so easy if you're those guys too, because it's like, oh, mate, what was your favorite Broncos game growing up? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, I played in that. Like, you know, I have the winning play in that game, you know, like... And, and the other tough thing for keeping Sam Walker as well is like when the team is doing as poor as it is now, is that your best chance of keeping young fellas is that brainwashing you're talking about. Make them guilty about being a Brisbane kid, play for the Broncos or whatever, whatever. Sam Walker followed he's like he followed his dad around the world when he was a, growing up, right? He has no he grew up in Brisbane eventually, but he was born in England when Ben was playing in England lived in Manly, lived in South Sydney, whatever, didn't grow up a Brisbane fan. So the odds of us convincing on an even playing field two years ago, convincing the best young half talent in the competition to choose us over the Roosters and near fucking zero. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because at that point, it's like if we were 2015 Broncos, we could have signed him. Yeah. Not when you're 2018, 2019 Broncos. That's it, mate. And he hasn't got that, that... you know, that real, t- and he even says he's not a strong connection to the club. Didn't really grow up a Broncos fan. He's all of his family been punted by the Broncos at some point. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like they are either. And even he's, you know, he's, um, his, his dad and, and his uncle had issues with Brisbane when they were at the, the Jets. So it's not like they were in love with the Broncos. No, no, it was, yeah, it was never going to be like a gimme that it just happened. It had to be yeah. like, the best situation. So I, I know he's, we'll hear about it for the next 15 years, but he's truly one that I was like, I, even when it first happened, I was like, yeah, he wasn't never going to fucking say like, whatever, you know, he was never going to stay at Brisbane. Uh, from Vince. He said, Hey guys, love your work. Do you guys hope the new CEO, love your work. do you hope, do you guys hope that the new CEO Dave brings change? Because if he doesn't, I don't see anything changing in the near future. Uh, I mean, of course we hope he brings change. I mean, you know, that's he's been brought in to really change how the whole club operates off the field, hasn't he? Like, yeah, I, th- I think. I mean, I think someone like him coming in, it would be hard not to change things for the positive, like from where this club is right now. Yeah, that's it, mate. And uh, I still don't know a whole ton about him, but the research I've done is that. I mean, the way his meteoric, meteoric rise went from being like head of bloody uh, marketing, sorry, media at, at the storm to being the CEO, you have to be some form of 
dedicated man or a prodigy or a (laughs) genius or some sense to make that rise because no matter how good you are at your job generally like there could be someone out there whatever industry it is you might be the best in your place of business or in your whole company at 25 and it doesn't fucking matter it doesn't matter you know you're never making it to ceo to make it at ceo at the storm at early 30s is like you must be doing something that that like for that club as well to notice that and make it that you have to be doing fucking something that no one else has done before I don't know what it is, but we'll hopefully we see it at Brisbane. Uh, from David, he said, if we lose by less than 30, I'll be happy. The competition has become so uneven now that a few games hold, that few games hold any interest. Do you remember when the final eight wasn't determined until the final round? Not anymore. That can't be good for the league. No, it's certainly not. And the, the really frustrating thing in the last few weeks with deflection to the salary cap stuff, the really annoying thing about that was like there is some truth to how teams have, have spread, spread their cap to why a lot of rosters ended up so flawed. Like how we ended up in the, in a space where, where some teams thought like, Oh, well, every, like this, almost, almost all the bad teams in the situation were like three or four players on a million bucks. And then they wonder why they're fucked for years. It's like, well, yeah. that's because like half your caps tied up for a few years. No matter how good those players are, you've got to bite some bullets. And the good teams do bite those bullets. I mean, people seem to forget that the Roosters being so good. Like they told the troll to fuck off two years ago. You know, like, yeah, and they've lost um, two of us a share. Like they've lost good players. Yeah, they have. They, they've bitten bullets, many of them, and the storm do all the time. And Whereas, so like, there's, there's some actually some truth to that. But I hate it being the excuse of like why there's disparity now because it's not just that a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of things, but all those things are issues for the game. That like no matter if it's the rules or it's a combination of fifteen things, all of it's an issue because the game's being so uncompetitive is not fucking good. Like. It's not the salary cap just no. happening now because no. teams have been botching their salary cap forever and it's never been this bad. So, um, but like on, like, say, two of us, you can guarantee if like he played for Manly or something, they wouldn't have let him go and they'd be paying him $1.2 million. Like, yeah, other, oh, yeah. Other teams have been doing that. Whereas Roosters are like, yeah, we'll get someone else. Yeah. Like, I get like the worst thing Manly did was. And I hated, I was one of the very few bashing those turbo contracts from the start, but it's not even the fact if you think all those guys are what they are or not. It's like you're betting on the fitness of three guys for over a third of your cap for the next like half a decade. Yeah. No. No. I know. And you're also betting on the fitness of somebody that's like super injury prone. Yeah. And then those rule changes have made Jake less effective. And Jake less effective means DC is less effective. The Forbes aren't rolling. And then it's, it's like, oh, well, there you go. Fuck, this is terrible. And the, that's the guys, other guys did well too. Like, I think I, I've said it before, but I think we're at that spot. Our club right now is at the same spot that Canberra at in 2014. And before 2014, they lost Milford. And that Fafina might be our Milford loss. And they were still doing dumb contracts. We still have lots of dumb contracts on our books now, but we decided from that point on to like, they, they decided to stop doing that. They just stopped bending over to the local lads, you know, like whatever. And when that situations, for example, like when they had Jack White and even a couple of years ago, he's still the Raiders. We might remember he actually asked to talk to other clubs and the Raiders were like, go on, go see if there's more money for you. And there wasn't, Yeah, you know, and they let guys like Junior Paulo go. They've lost John Bateman. But they, yeah, you know, there's a couple others, but they lost, they lost, they like, even though he sucks now, but they lost Rapana and he came back. Like they let good players go 
but they were not leaving them go and then sitting there holding their dicks like Brisbane have been. Like, oh, fuck, we lost that goal. What do we do? They were signing other players the whole time, you know? Yeah. Uh, from Matt, he said, Hunt and Reynolds, Broncos halves. Let's make it happen. Carmichael. Carmichael Hunt, Adam Reynolds. God, that's, that is that is certainly something. If, if the K-man <laughs> is still playing for us next year. Or if, I mean, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pro the Reynolds signing. I've really come around more and more on that idea that even if we keep Dearden, like, why would you spend 700K on Tony Staggs as a six when you could spend the same on Reynolds as a seven? Just play Reynolds and Dearden. Like, exactly. Yes, just play like, them both. Exactly. It might be an awkward fit for Dearden, but it's like, mate, you'll adapt, learn, and do the thing. Like, you know, Ash Taylor's gone to six. You know, Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses both aren't really – they're both quite small, like, felt like a halfback's down there. Uh, at the Sharks, they did Sean Johnson and um, Chad Towns. And, like, if you're good enough, you don't have to be a six or a seven. Well, Dearden can learn to be a six. This is also the thing. I'd rather have two sevens in the side than the way we've been the last like two eight sixes, years with yeah. zero sevens and yes. two sixes. Hundred percent, mate. Rather have two guys who can like pass and direct play and kick than have none of that. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, mate. You can have too much direction. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, from yeah. Dale, he said, "We need a Roy and HG style live commentating." That's not going to happen from no. me. No, live commentary is actually hard. By the way, that's a, sh- a true shock. Not yeah. easy. Um, what, the guys, remember they just shoved like Matt Nable in there off acting. Turns out he sucked because, yeah, it's not actually just easy. <laughs> uh, I've just got a couple left here on Facebook. We'll try to finish these off. Um, but Johnny's just asking about K-Paul signing. We've kind of covered that. Mm. Uh, from Daniel, he said, prediction. How do you feel now that Croft and Dearden have had a blinder and are now the best halves pairing at the Broncos? <laughs> I mean, we did probably get near the best half of Brody Croft's Broncos career, but it's still finished with some terrible passing. He cannot pass. I'm just shocked. He, I think Penrith didn't do when they did their pre-match vision. They didn't prepare for the for the idea of Brody Croft going to the line and passing because he's never done that ever. Yeah, through him. <laughs> and then yeah, he um went to the line with uh in pairs with Bumble there and passed on the inside. That's never happened in his career. So uh, from Jesse said, do you think we need a minute silence after this? Um, from Cameron. Uh, do any other Broncos or Queenslanders deserve statues at Suncorp? Maybe Wayne. Yeah, well, I think Wayne does. I think Wayne needs one, like, not near Suncorp, but, like, build an island in the middle of the Brown Snake and, like, build his <laughs> statue on that island, kind of like a Statue of Liberty type thing. Yeah, oh, I like it. That's it. <laughs> um, especially when he goes to Brisbane 2 next year and coaches them to their first premiership in like two years after that. Come on, this is our ball, isn't it? What's going on? Okay. So so the statues at Suncorp, we have what? We have Lockyer, Meninga, Langer, Lewis. John Eels. And Beetson? John Eels is there, isn't he? Yeah, Eels is the other one. That's that's them. That's, this, that's six, yeah? Yeah. God, they've got to be, yeah. Okay, I'm trying to think who else could deserve one. Like, you know, a legitimate one there. Because some of those ones there, you know, they're not just Broncos ones, obviously. Even though we like to think it's our stadium, it's not our stadium. Yeah, it's a Brisbane stadium. So that's why John Eels is there. Yeah, right? and that's why um, Beaton's there for Queensland, origin. essentially, in origin. Yeah. But Lockyer, Alf, and Meninga's there as well. So, you know, there is a... Well, he's getting, he's got his up north. Thank God. We could have had a thirst in the stadium uh, statue there. And I guess because Cam Smith and uh, Billy Slater have theirs down in Melbourne. They're not going to double up on them. They're not. 
Maybe Cooper Cronk gets one. I don't think so. I don't uh, think I don't think Cronk would get one at Brisbane. Neither. Let us say, just because he didn't get his one down in Melbourne. <laughs> Carmichael Hunt when he comes oh, back and leaves the premiership this year. Yeah, to be the pan guy when he turns into a winger in a couple of years. <laughs> oh wow! To- oh, let it bounce. Oh, oh yeah. pan guy. That's our ball. Yes, Pangai, the king. Okay, look, Jordan Ricky, go fuck yourself. I don't even know who you are. I never heard of a Jordan Ricky. Pangai would legit steal lollies from a six-year-old and not feel sorry about it. Yeah, good. Why wouldn't he? Well, this Penrith team is so young, they're oh. essentially six-year-olds. Oh, there's the Alex Glenn of last year. Get okay. Ricky, get on the get Glenn off the field. Get Ricky yeah. on the field. Oh, um, fuck! That's a, I hate that. That's such a like that's a momentum swinging play. Oh, he's dropped it. Yes, they've got Toto inside Toto's head. <laughs> um, last one on Facebook here. Then we're done over here. But from Chase, he said, "Need a direct line to Flegler's phone so I can tell him to head back to the banana farm." <laughs> They've dropped like three balls this half. Yeah, they have. Just kick a two-point field goal. Why would you go to him? That's not Pangai. <laughs> That's Kenna. Just set up for every second play is like a settler, and then every other second play is to Pangai. Yeah, good. I can't, I still cannot believe he always met almost let him go for free for for breaking bloody coronavirus restrictions of all things. Yeah, for going to get a haircut or getting a haircut. And when like there was like it was he broke the NRL bubble. He didn't like break. Actual, he didn't, and, he didn't and, break our law. He didn't. And that's again, we've had seen guys this year and, and other years, other clubs break the NRL bubble. That's too early of a kick, Dom. No, nah, that's all right. I know. It, it, it kind of got lucky. They, I reckon Crichton, a better fullback gets out. He hits the ball running. Yeah, like I'm, I obviously yeah. like Crichton as a player, I guess more yeah. a center. But yeah, watch him a better bit. fullback. No. Yeah, he's not been the greatest at fullback. Mm-hmm. And like I get, it's a completely different position, but mm-hmm. <laughs> God. And you remember last year, the moronic, and I had these items on Twitter. People telling me their club didn't want Pango either. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, he's apparently he's old, but he's shit now because the Broncos suck. Oh, Jermaine. Oh. He took it. He dropped that. He dropped that ref. He's going to say no advantage. He's going to say no advantage, even though they went 15 metres. He dropped that. Uh. I just love, though, that Pengo is, like, thinking every play, like, every every other player in the comp just makes a tackle there, whereas Pengo yeah. is like, how can I get the ball back? Actually, I do think there was no advantage when I rewatched it. It was like, it, he got tackled the moment he caught it, pretty much. Look, fair enough. But yes, Pangai, he is. I mean, it's a good problem to have. I always, I can never decide where his best position is, but it almost feels like the first game or two back on the edge, you're like, oh, yeah, he's an edge. 
He's always then, really good in those games. No, but then he gets moved to the middle and he just like bullies someone like Tamalolo and you're yeah. like, nah, middle. <laughs> well, the one position he has to play is on the fucking field. The last couple of games where he played 30 minutes, that was the problem. Yeah. He's he, like, there's not many forwards I'd put here, but like, just honestly, yeah, just on the field and do what you want. Like run wherever you want. Mate, he's just one of those guys, as we've seen, it's God, this is what you like. Eyes up footy. No, but he's a game changer. He's great game awareness. <laughs> He's he's got more game awareness than a halfback, so he does. And like, yes, sometimes he throws dumb offloads when he's overconfident. That is, but that is the the pill you have to swallow to deal with the rest of it. You know? Yeah, I'll deal with that. Yeah, it's like you know when you go out one night and you know you have too much KFC and there's some consequences. But you know what? <laughs> it was worth it. You know? I don't think too much KFC is ever a problem. No, that's well, you know some days the next day you know might be in the bar toilet a bit too long after that or something. You know. But this game, though, is a great example of, like, the other game. If you just don't drop the fucking ball and you complete some sets, you, that's it. It's pretty simple. As you mentioned earlier, just, that's it. It's a pretty simple game. You stay in the game that way. You know, we're not getting blown out by Penrith. Our edge defense is embarrassing, but we haven't had them down in our goal line to abuse it. Yeah. Whereas you drop some balls in your half and they're getting multiple shots on your line, like, easily. We've not given them that. Oh, set restart. Get him. Yeah, sorry, work messages again. You know, people don't care from home. Uh, no, you see, the problem there is this. You don't run to Pangai as a decoy. You give the ball to defeat a Pangai. Not at the back to Jermaine. Yes, dummy half, Pangai. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you know oh, he's feeling. Yeah. His- He's feeling his shit. He's doing dumb stuff. <laughs> I just there's some super dumb is going to come at some point. It probably yeah. cost us the game after his try he scored in yeah. the first half. Okay, see this. This is okay. This is good. He put Asiata on now. No Turpin. It was on out the back. Jake's been really good this year, Turpin. But I still he has that second half. Like he really loses gas in the second half for me still. Oh, my God. They're going to drag, drag Croft off. Over, oh, he didn't go over from the middle of the field. He dropped the ball, though. Oh, Brody. You know what I hate about this team? One thing, too. Not that. It's I hate that. So this one is probably a genuine just lost the ball. Because he's probably going to try to get rid of it or something. How, oh, okay. I feel like, okay, whatever. I hate how they never challenge. Like we never use a challenge when it's like two until like two minutes left. There's so many times we've had like a challenge that was clearly the wrong call. And we haven't used it. It's like really, fellas. That one was not the wrong call. But, but they weren't going to challenge that that drop out. Like the referees did it on the review anyway, but they didn't ask to challenge the pango that, one. Earlier. The pango one. Yeah, it's like that's where you could happily lose a challenge. You know. Yeah, have a go at it. Like because otherwise you're kicking a dropout from a team that just almost scored and they you know when the roll goes, it's over. Yeah. And yeah, Benny D today on our Boom Rookies Discord did mention Matt Lodge is having a great game, and he is. And these are the no, games we need. For... Nah, not with Xavier the coach there. 
Yes. Oh, oh, what did you do, Xavier? I don't know if it was that. I've got Warren Smith and Monty telling me what a kick from Nathan Clear. I'm not sure it was that great of a kick. Big time player from a big time player. But he, um, this is like Xavier should have stopped this. Why did you watch it bounce a second time? Yeah, Penrith going to score here now. Yeah. But the interchange juice has actually got better after I bitched. It's the first good interchange juice of the season. They've actually used a few subs early. And yeah, they don't look completely gassed. What a shock. Like they didn't remember the other last game. So they brought Lodge back on already. Remember the last game, they brought Lodge and Pangai back on against South when there was 18 minutes left. It's like, what are you doing? Like the game was more than gone. And this game, they've they've done fresh middle road. What do you do it? Penalty, my ass. Fucking Eisenhuth. He's too tall to get hit in the head. <laughs> is he out as like five foot two? Yeah. And they're taking the two, are they? Oh, there we go. Cowards. Cowards. Well, we've got two minutes here. Go through a couple of questions. Um, from Puerto Inya. Now here he is. <laughs> if you were to dance in front of a Navy ship for the Governor General, would your song be Pony by Genuine or Too Close by Next or some other banger? I don't know either of these songs. I, I don't know. what's too, I know Pony. I feel like I have to know Too Close and I'm just blanking, blanking. on it. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, I'm going to Too Close by Next. Okay. What is this song? Oh, this is great radio. But then again, it's already two two hours long. Who's listening anyway? Just really botching Buddy's question here. Oh, oh, this is a good song. It's on my playlist too. I don't know why I didn't know. Okay, do I sing it? Oh, yeah. That's a great song. Oh, you're getting some real close. Some real close. <laughs> I've been making a... hard for me. Yeah. I've been making a... Spotify playlist that's just called Super Bangers Only. It's got like 50 songs on there now. And so I just pick one of those because they're all great songs. Yeah. So what was the question about them again? Would I, would I forever? I don't know. What if I'm you were to do? dance in front of a Navy ship for the Governor General, what banger would you pick? Is out of those two? Okay. If it's for the Governor General, I'm not doing genuine pony. I'm not grinding on my own. Too Close is a bit of grindy, but I don't have to, like, it's, it's not made for that type of grinding. You know, you can just move your hips a little. Uh, underscore. Get, oh, oh, what a song! I get so excited. <laughs> well, I like it. <laughs> um, I try, but I can't fight it. <laughs> but, Matt, Matt Wine said, "I feel like we're hearing less and less about the influence of the thoroughbreds and their support in player recruitment. Do you have any insights on how active this group is still within ha- helping attract talent to the club, or did White and Co manage to piss them all off? Uh, hasn't thoroughbreds been gone? Gone like?" Didn't the Thoroughbreds like quit when Bennett quit? Like, wasn't it a thing? I'm trying to find it now, but I, can't, I could have sworn that was like the, like, I've never Thoroughbreds forever. I thought it was like 2008, like, Thoroughbreds were like, this is over. Uh, yeah, unsure. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Even then, it's not as influential as it used to be, but I don't even, like, I don't know how you can be influential anymore anyway. Like, there's other ways of getting it. Or maybe I'm just thinking there was like a whole thing, one of the Thoroughbreds walked out. I do know there's, um, the, one of the uh, Brisbane Jets now, they're one of their bid. 
big guys in their bib was like a former thoroughbred. I remember reading one of those articles last year. What's his um Craig Davis Davison, whatever was a I think he was a thoroughbred, but mate, honestly, when that was all chat, I was in the nineties. I was too young to know what the fuck who the, what the fuck they were. I knew what they were, but to like know what they were too young. And well, Matt Lawrence just flattened someone else again. He's on fire. But, yeah. Um, Corey goats. Are we bringing in Carmichael Hunt to plant cocaine on Brody Croft so we can get out of his contract? Well, after this game, they're planting cocaine on uh, Anthony Milford. It seems. <laughs> Matty McP twenty five. F Mary Kill. Anthony Seabold. Anthony Griffin. And Ivan Hanjack. Okay, Griffin is the marry. Oh, I'm killing Seabold. Yes, so there you go. <laughs> I mean, Henjack, okay, Henjack was a bad coach, but they yeah, scored but a lot of points. He wasn't Seabold bad. No, and like, yeah, he wasn't Seabold, but we still scored, we blew some games, and we blew some games under Griffin as well, but that Henjack Broncos team scored like a bazillion points. One so thing, though, entertaining. for Henjack, though. Oh, he my had... God, he's got to keep another 40 20, has he? No, he hasn't. Henjack had Lockyer. He did. He did. And uh, I know that makes it it's an advantage, obviously. And Henjack was bad enough to he had he pissed off Carmichael Hunt, like Hunt left because of him, but it's not as bad as Seabold. Like we got the spoon for Christ's sake. And he brought Brody Croft. Like again, he's only through recruits, but never this. He brought him like Brody Croft. His guys are like Brody Croft, Jesse Arthurs, and Reese Kennedy. <laughs> like, yeah, three master strikes. Yeah. Mate, Lodge is having a great game. But yes, these, this is how the Broncos, this way the recipe for this Broncos team to win games is physical through the middle, offloading when it's kind of on, and then you have to just complete your sets well. Oh, there's Carrigan to ruin the momentum. Who put Carrigan back on? There goes the punch from the carries. Carrigan back on. Who's he back on for? Oh, Toto again. Oh, he's having a Barry Crocker. You're kidding. They've called play on. Are you kidding me? I understand it probably went backwards, but they never call though that play on. Oh, I hate that shit. I hate that shit as well because the entire everyone stops, but the guy who dropped it. Yeah, everyone stops. You idiots. Pangai's ruined Toto's career tonight. You remember after the the twenty what was it what grand final was it? Uh, twenty thirteen. David Williams' career was ended by Daniel Tupo. Yeah, <laughs> Pangai's ended his career here. Hey, OC, okay then. Do you remember last year? By the way, we actually we did a ride against Penrith last year too. Remember, like we yeah they did beat us by like ten like. 12 or 16 in the end, but we actually competed them for a while. Is it the weird motivation of like playing another young team? I don't know. Or like the, we always talk about how the people get up for playing the Broncos. Cause they're always, well, they used to be the best or one of the best. And that's what's happening here. Like Panthers are the best team. Yeah. You're right. Pangai just looks ridiculous every time. It does. What a man. Uh, and I guess the point there as well is like the storm of just, you should get up for them, but they've broken our club. We don't get up for those guys. Yeah, we just, we just, it's like, come in, take, take the wins out of our fridge, have them. Like, we don't want them. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, mate. 
Pangai, what a hero. The goddamn king. Oh, my club didn't want him. No, all your clubs wanted him. It would be like, it was like how all these fans of all these other clubs were like trashing Wayne Bennett and no, oh, my yeah. club doesn't want him. But then as soon as he was actually on the market and these clubs were talking to him, all of them were like, I want Wayne Bennett at my club. Yeah, that was very funny, actually. That was every, all these clubs. He said everyone was bashing him. He's finished. He's finished. He's finished. And he's on the market. And it was like six city club fans going like, "Yeah, I want Wayne Bennett at my yeah. club." Yes. Yeah, come on, kick a field goal. I don't even care. Kick a field goal. Did that kill Glenn? It might have killed Glenn. Just go yourself, Pangai. Okay, Oates is still a Gumby under the high ball. We'd missed his yardage. Run. We missed yeah. his yardage. Even though his impacts, his runs aren't as good as they used to be either. He's not hitting the line at full gas. We missed. Oh my God, Jermaine. Like. It's ridiculous. So on that Boom Rookies podcast you haven't listened to yet. The single worst team I said about this team. So it's to do with set ends, but it's this. Is the need to score. On, on every, every fucking play. play. It's still the worst thing there. It's still there. And I really like Jermaine at fullback. But but he doesn't he, need to do that. He does that. He does it almost once a game. He ruins a set. That's a huge kick. It? Well, it's too big. It's a kick from the 30. You've got to get there, Corey. God damn, that's a big kick. How has you turned the field from there? Well, the young Corey Oates there just makes like 40 metres back, by the way. Old Corey Oates didn't have the zip in his step there. Old, young Corey Oates goes around those players. Old Corey Oates yeah. just takes a hit up. And also the worst thing about that, by the way, that was Jermaine Asako backing himself to set a trap with a grubber on tackle one. He... like. The man who put that bomb up like backwards like 50 metres last week. Jesus Christ, Lord just killed another man. Is he raising his knees or something? Oh, we lost the ball. Uh, That's, yep, comes back to the dumb Osaka mistake. They turn the field. I don't know how much you can put that on the Osaka mistake. They at least pinned them inside their 30. That kick was no, just massive. Like, the kick was massive. They kicked early. How, how annoying, by the way, is it Simo seeing a team kick early and it, making, and it working? Because we just kick early and it's shit house. <laughs> yeah. We don't have people that can kick that well, though. Oh, damn it, Lodge. You'd had a good game as well. And you had a good run then. So who's Ricky on for? If they've taken Pangai off, I'm, gonna, I'm off the Kevolution. No, Pang, good. Pangai's not off. That would have been the terrible sub. I was like, you just watching this game, you don't take Pangai off out of this game. Yeah. And that's it. Good coaching. It doesn't matter what your plan is. You don't, that guy playing like that, you just, he, that's his position the rest of this game. Yep. You just, he's in the zone. You're just leaving him there. So Glenn's gone off, mate. There we go. Pangai has cucked the captain. Well, Glenn hurt himself or whatever, didn't yeah. he? It did look good winded. So let's see how Ricky does here defending the other side of the field. His defense, oh, good, good Pangai. Pangai's, he's still fit too, mate. He's pushing the line speed up there and he shut down the options wide. Oh, God. They should stop him here. Yeah, good hit. Tell you what, that's like... That set is like the first time we've had line speed all season. This is like... It reminds me playing touch footy when you'd be playing some rubbish sides. But if they can stay in the game, like, 
into the last five or 10 minutes, they get up for it and like just try way harder because they can, you just Mm. feel a win. Yeah. And it just feels like the Broncos are like, hang on, we can actually win this. And they're just, everyone's just trying hard. That's it, mate. And then that, that, like that there, there wouldn't be three cover defenders most times that happens, but because they're still in the game. Yeah. There we go. These fucking frauds, shit stain and Brian Toto, mate. You're just good wingers on the end of a good team. So you wingers at the end of a good team, you get nothing. Mate, Corey Oates has once you. <laughs> <laughs> He's been there. Here they are doing their classic their I mean they're the best at this. Ricky with energy. Good run. But Penrith are the best at this, and I'm get jealous of it. And we've done all right tonight too, but they are just the best at just pinning you down in your half and just yeah. Crunching you, twisting you, putting on your back. They're so good at sewing you down. We've actually made okay meterage considering. I'll tell you what, Matt Lodge. Lodge has thrown Mitch Kenny every run. He's had a great game. This is Lodge's best game a number of years as well. That's a penalty. Oh, that's a penalty. Oh, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. That's that's a laugh. Well, they hit Momoroski hit Dearden high um, earlier off a kick as well. It is a laugh. But the one with Dearden earlier, he kind of like went down with him in the tackle, which is what you got to do. Is he just shoved him then? Yeah, that's it, mate. You can't. That's one hundred percent. You have to go down with him. That's the rule. You can't just push the guy in the air. Like you have to go to the ground with him. But whatever. Yes, Brody Crocker has chopped Brody on Cow. <laughs> I did promise we we're going to give times in the game. 15 minutes left. We've done it like once. Yeah, we just got whatever. Yeah, whatever. Just deal with it. There's three people listening at this point. Yeah, there is. Yeah, mate, whatever. We can re-listen. <laughs> God, I just had a moment there. I was like, God, I hit record, right? I had that phrase for no reason. This is dangerous. Oh, you dropped that. No, off the legs is all right. We got there. That's all right. Oh, oh yes, yeah. back on. That's good. This is what what happened. Why? When, who taught Kevin had interchange? It's like that scene out of Happy Gilmore. Uh-huh. He's like, someone taught Kevin how to part. <laughs> mm, that's it. Oh, my KO just died. Oh, no. But good rotation this week because, like, he's uh, apart from, um, apart from putting that fraud Carrigan back on, the Flegler's barely played and he deserves to not barely play. It looks like Hassiar is going to play the last 30. Pangai full game. He brought Lodge back on when we needed energy. So Lodge felt like an interchange forward and then Painhouse finishes the game. He's, he's really nailed it. It's, yeah, it's been. What the hell? It's been very unkevy. <laughs> it has. And make Brody's hit and kick out again. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Oh. He hasn't been that great back there tonight, Crichton. He's kind of ruined a bit of their shape, but still one-on-one on the edge. Yeah, Just like being gonna, a center. You're going to fend off someone. Oh, Pangai's tired now. It fin- they finally got to him. That's trouble. Forward, yes. Oh. 
this is why yes the jam up can work and this is the when a defensive is is frail defense is frail jam up this is like probably going to come back to bite us with 12 yeah. minutes left but kick has not been good tonight at all he has it no he hasn't mate lockdown brody <laughs> It's going to be that that old soccer meme that you get after something had happened where it's like Brody Croft goes home, unloads his pockets, like <laughs> yeah. his phone, <laughs> Billy kick out. <laughs> You've really nailed the, um, the rotation. How strange is it? Can't believe it's scores a level. I have no faith in us winning a scores a level game though with against this oh, side. No, but I'm just enjoying it. Yeah, even. so am I. I'm just enjoying that. Yeah, like there's no chance of us losing by 30 now. Oh god, there would have been so many people who loaded up on the negative, like minus 27 as well. At oh, that line, yeah. Actually, got to like minus 30 something, didn't it? Ridiculous. I mean, I tip Panthers in the Coltrane cover expecting a good for and against boost and that's not happening. I don't care, mate. I, I, Coltrane, I can oh, lose no, this game I easily. Don't. I mean, yeah, even though I'm going to, if you still decide we're giving people who beat us, we're thinking a t-shirt, but we didn't know what, but yeah, it's bad oh. if I, if I get knocked the further down, that's a good run pain field goal. I'm leading the whole comp right now though. <laughs> you are mate. Yes. But you've also used all three of your Penrith tips now, haven't you? Yeah. But I've also used like six away games. Oh, God, who kicks the field goal with no Milford? I know Sarko is one of the Sarko. options, but still, they're not going to kick it, though, are they, the cowards? They're bombing a Toto again. Get in his face, Pangai. Oh, uh, oh, there's nothing there. That's all right. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not a bad position to start. No, you just pin him, pin him down. Yeah. The chase was okay, too. But as you said, mate, this is that crap team. Oh, carry again, you idiot. Don't throw a shoulder like that. and get... But this is a crap team in the game actually fired up for once. We haven't had line speed like this all season. No, we haven't had line speed like this for three years. You're right. Like, even when we're in that Parramatta game, mate, like, we were watching him end of that game. Oh, he he's dropped, dropped that. He dropped it. Why is, why is he called that back? So he's called knock on. But it's not a double knock on. But why did he call? Why does it not play on? I mean, there probably is a rule or something I'm missing, but he's dropped it. He's let go of it. Is it because he grabbed it again? I think that might be that. Yeah, maybe. I think that's what it is. And then, then Deer took it out. He did regain position and didn't took it out of his hands. It's okay. I've calmed down now. Yeah, that's probably fair enough. Yeah. This is this is what you get from live podcasting, fellas. You like... <laughs> we haven't got any scrum moves, though, do we? That all, like... I guess you have that enough time at trainings. We can't even do the basic things, right? You have time to do scrum moves. <laughs> yeah. Worry about doing hit-ups first, and then we'll worry about scrum plays later. Yeah, but you definitely should kick the field. If we don't score, field goal into this set, because this is like still early enough that there won't be as much pressure as there will be in 10 minutes. Sorry, not 10 minutes, five minutes. Oh, yeah, the Carrigan settler. Tackle three settler on you, mate. Probably drop the ball here. Like Queensland Paul Gallon. Oh my god! It was a twenty-second settler too. Ass man. Oh, I thought it was kind of <sighs> on, but that's what you need to start Asiata for, don't you? We're actually too close to the field goal. Bad pass, Terps. Coach is there though. Oh.
It's actually an okay kick from oh. Croft, but is it just it's just too far? I don't know, but yeah. That's I hate that tackle three settler. It's not his like they probably called it for the Carrigan, but I do hate when you only run your shape on tackle four. Doesn't leave you much option on the goal line. Oh, good hit hurts, but doesn't mean anything. Mate, where's your energy? This energy's been great. I mean, it's, and it's good to see that. Um, you know, that, again, we all knew this, but. There's no one supposed to be unbeatable in this competition, and the new rules have helped Penrith quite a bit, but they're not unbeatable. I mean, we've taken it to them. This is you get physical with them, and they haven't been able to use the new rules to pin us down, mate. You know? Yeah, I mean, this is not a game they expected to be playing tonight. It's not. And they haven't been, you know, I wouldn't say they've been poor either. You know, like, you know, sometimes good teams turn up against, don't turn up against shit side, and they've just been garbage. Like, Penrith haven't. No, Broncos, have, Broncos have just been better than anybody thought. That's it. And, and Cleary's kicking game has actually been kind of what saved Penrith in this. There's been a couple of times they've been pinned down on their own and their own tackle three or oh, sorry, four or five in their own 30 or 40. And his kicking meters have, uh, have been right up. Sorry, his kick's been right up there. Apparently, he's on track for the NRL kicking meters uh, record too. Like anyone cares, but this shows you how far he's been booting the ball. And uh, yeah, just good start I, to this I did, set. I did tweet that yeah, good rotations, but yeah, great point from Carlos the Dwarf back to me. That amazing what you can do when you don't carry a half on the bench. Exactly. Yeah. Full rotation in this current rules. You know, you can have I can copy utility on the bench, who you get on anyway. But carrying a half just to play the last ten minutes, or in case of injury, was so dumb. Have a crack, Jermaine. He's kicked it. No. Oh. The way he looked, I thought he kicked it. Where's yeah. the chase, fellas? That was terrible. Terrible chase because they're actually tired. We've made Penrith tired. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather that outcome than kicking it dead. I definitely, mate, but I would have liked a better chase. But correct, they're on yeah, tackle yeah. three on their 40 rather than tackle two on their 40 or tackle one on their 40, whatever it is off the zero. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not getting a field goal shot at the end of this. Kick it dead, they get a field goal shot. Oh, Penrith look, Penrith look tired too. Just they as do, much as but, us. but the guys like he's still afraid. He, oh, I thought he was tackled. You're still afraid of guys like Luai and um, getting kick out or Crichton one on one on an edge. Oh, he bobbled that. He's gonna kick it, isn't he? Yeah, two-point field goal against us. That's it. We've caught both two-point field goals so far. There we go. It's all right. Am I fine with the Broncos in the games going off more when they're not in the game? Yeah. Uh, oh. Butsy Triple Eight on Twitter also said, for the first time in history, Twitter is on Team Broncos. Yeah. There we go. But yeah. And that's also why the two point field goal rule sucks, by the way. <laughs> like, I liked it for the dumb entertainment factor, but it's just a dumb rule. 
It's just a rule that didn't really need to be made. Like, what is it improving in the game? Yeah. Oh, no, the offload. But that's it. It just said Killer is kicking and killed us. That's not a penalty. You're kidding me. It's a dumb set restart, Jake, to give away. That's probably the, like, the game's already gone. But, but yeah. Now they're kicking another field goal and be up by four. <laughs> you know? Well, kicking another and be up by well, three. Yeah, if, they get, if they get up by three, that's the game. But this, this is the team I thought they'd be. Not again. I knew they'd sit a bit away from home, but I thought we'd jag some. We haven't won this game. we jag some wins at Suncorp and finish like 11th or 12th. You'll cop a season like that, you know? Yeah. And then also not being embarrassed watching us play is, you know, another thing. But they're gonna keep, they'll kick another field goal here, won't they? They're setting, yeah, up, they're for setting up for a field goal. Get up, Payne. Get up. Get back in line. Get up. Nah, they've gone to, to kill it. Ah, oh, that's one of those ones that just wouldn't. Yeah, not much you can do about that one. Yeah. And with our lack of clutch, what are they doing? They're not challenging taking out Burden. No, I, I think he's just dead. Yeah. Mate, you're an option runner there to me. Those guys can stand where they are. Yeah, they didn't they even move. move. They just kind of like stood still. Like, you, mate, you were in, you're running an option line there. Honestly, that's what he is. They they can't just assume you're run, you're chasing the kick and let you run through. Ah, oh, fuck me. <laughs> Here we go. So we um. There's no clutch in us. We're not going to kick this. This short dropout's going to be all too deep. Yep. Classic. <laughs> Man, he's, he was good at them his first year kicking dropouts. And ever since he's kicked short dropouts 30 meters, old Jermaine. His boots, too, his quads are too big. Man, he's better off just doing that drill towards the sideline one and hoping something happens at that point. Oh, yeah. Well, you're asking Pat Carrigan to steal the ball. That's not going to happen, fellas. No, fuck off, Luai. Oh. No, oh, that's game. It's all right. I mean, it's been a fun game to watch. Yeah, we did. Um. I'll just quickly go through the last yeah, couple of questions. All right. hey, look, I, I'm I'm actually happy in the game. I would have liked to win, but I'm I, this is I'm happy at the end of this game than I was at the end of the Bulldogs game. Yeah, uh, from M Sprouster, she says, "Who's your favorite winger and why is it TPJ?" This one I only mean, came in like an hour ago. Good. Well, I can <laughs> I can now claim him as my favorite prop, lock, back rower, bench player, and winger in the world. And that pass <laughs> he gave to Robert two years ago, maybe my favorite halfback or five eight. But yeah, I will just have said it like 17 times on this podcast tonight. I will never understand the people who doubt that doubt him as a player. Never. 
Nah, just haters. Uh, from at Fresh, out of the current squad, who is our captain for next year? Shimming Glenn retires. I can't see one. It sure as hell better not be that Dunce Carrigan. Nah, look, I, I, I don't think he's in that favour. I think Payne Haas is probably on that path at some point. But I do think one that would surprise many, and I don't want him as it, but I've heard Jake Turpin's become a really big leader this year at training and on the field, playing 80s. Wouldn't like it, but if it's someone like him, they're the captain for like a year or two, then or he's a co-captain, you know? Like, But I think I think they're actually Haas is probably the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from Pythago NRL, why does Pengai simply not simply play like this every week? He does not with the highlights and so forth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is this the loss the Panthers had to have? <laughs> yeah. Actually, Pythago he said that before the game started. Um, yeah. from Close. like the Mapulis TPJ on the edge forever, right? Um, too bad for forever anyway. Uh, we'll go last one here. I think that's pretty much all of them, but last mm-hmm. one here from Maddie McP25. In order, what are your favorite 36 sporting moments in your lifetime? Uh, Pangai winger try, number one, <laughs> number two, Pangai offload to James Roberts, James Roberts, uh, number three, Pangai offload to Katoni Staggs against the Roosters. In that in that game we won was that was it the Sigiaro try game I think it might have been when Sigiaro won us the game those were the days uh, number four Pangai try against the Cowboys when he steamed over uh, number five Pangai try against Penrith when we walloped them like three years ago uh, number six Pangai charge down try against the Sharks uh, number seven, Pangai try against North Queensland Cowboys, where he caught on the edge and then stepped the fullback. <laughs> uh, I'll See, stop there. People, people are probably people are probably amazed by your memory, but you actually just watch these every night before you go yeah, to bed. It's not a, it's not a memory thing. I have a terrible memory. It's, it's it's more of a training thing, you know. It's like, um, I mean, a couple of my favorite ones. This is not NRL, but the Carmichael Hunt after the siren goal for the Suns to beat Richmond back in like 2011. Another little settler by Carrigan, by the way, 30 seconds to go, settler. <laughs> um, that will always be one of my favourite sporting moments. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't even remember much about. It. I remember there was one game Chris Lynn scored like a million runs for the Heat at the Gabba. That was forward. Yeah. That was that was a good one. Oh yes, let's score a dumb try here or the concede one. Why not? No, nah, that's game's over instead. Um, I mean, you got all the obvious ones, grand finals and the like, but yeah, cricket. I don't know. I've got millions of them. I don't really want to go through them. I thought I was just being a smartass. Yeah, I like the underarm against the Kiwis too. I wasn't even that wasn't in my lifetime though. I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, that was I think that was all the questions and that's the end of the game. So we're done. Yeah. Oh, good tweet from Pythago NRL. Imagine needing the refs to manage you back into a contest with the wooden spooners. Reminds me of the second half of the twenty twenty NRL grand final. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh he's always got good gear. Yeah, okay. 
Oh, I've got also got a message on my phone there that Bungard wanted to do a bonus pod if we won halfway through the game. Well, that was not going to, let's be honest, like the odds of us winning this game, they just haven't got the, the, you know, they haven't got it in them to beat a team like this at this point. Like when even if they're close. up, they just haven't, yeah, they haven't. And that's okay. You know, those, those are the games, confidence, lose that game, you get confidence from them. You've got to beat some of the other shitty sides. We haven't played in any of them yet, but that's a good sign. That game's a good sign for us that, in coming weeks, we've got some winnable games. But- Honestly, like that performance tonight, you'd beat seventy-five percent of the comp at Suncorp. You probably beat everyone but Stor- the Storm, Storm, and, and probably R- R- and South, yeah. But everyone else probably, so yeah, probably at seventy-five. But so like next, that's seventy-five percent of the comp. Yeah, we go to we go to the TIO Stadium. We play in Darwin next week against the Eels, but we actually host the Titans in round eight at Suncorp. I do think we can beat the Titans. I believe that. Um. Yeah, well, if we play like that, we'll beat beat a lot of teams. Uh, yeah, but and then we've got um, in round nine, we're up in North Queensland, but Magic Ground, the game that matters. We've got we've got Manly at Suncorp away. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so keen for Magic Ground. I got to actually put in for holidays. Hell, that's not that far away now. Are we finishing the entire season at Suncorp? So you have like fuck all Suncorp games early. I'm looking at it now. I was clicking through every week. It looks like we do like just we play like five Suncorp games in a row. No, we play four, three in a row. Yeah, we have finished the season at Suncorp, pretty much. I was like wondering why we haven't, we've barely played there yet. More no, than half our end of season games are at Suncorp. That'll help end the season there then. Yeah, that's it. Well, now Milford will, on the back of that, like even if whatever you thought, if Milford scores 17 tries and it's at the Maggies, realistically, you can't bring him back in next week. Goff was actually okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Right, that right, was well, good, mate. Well, that, legit, you know, that was his best a, game, maybe ever. Um, I remember his first game for the Broncos against the Cowboys. He wasn't bad because I tried to talk myself into it. Actually, no, you're right. He threw a really good left to right pass. He'd never thrown again in that game. He fed um Tony Staggs really early. And then, because I remember on the podcast after that, we were like, "Could this? Could the Brisbane and Seabold be the unlocking of Brody Croft?" Uh, and then he got injured, and he was crap ever since. Yeah, that's okay. You want you want to sign off? We should sign off. It's been a long time. I'm just yeah. ready to keep talking shit, but I've got problems. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I'm you Well, yeah. Look, I'm. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot. The game a lot more, and then podcasting during it than I thought I would because I obviously thought we we're going to get smashed and there's wins the whole time. But, I think. I mean, there's probably discussions another time, but having like a third person on would be easier because like we just have big gaps where nothing happens on the podcast and like we're watching the game. So things are filling in that space. But if someone's just listening to the podcast, there's like just minutes of silence. Yeah. There we go. But oh. no, it's good. Yeah, that's good. Good good game. And I want to wait once. Before we go, I'm going to check Corey Oates' numbers out of interest just because. I know he dropped that ball, but I thought he was. We we he gave us what we missed on that wing, and I hope I hope that he if he doesn't if he if he drops one bomber game, I'll cop it. <laughs> I could cop one. His his yardage his yardage yeah. stuff's good. I'm gonna be looking now. Yeah, seventeen runs, one sixty three meters. Yeah, that's we've missed that. We really have, and then we Jermaine was all right yardage, but it, it makes the yardage job easier for the rest of the guys too. Because if he's yeah. taking a good first run, it's easier for Coach or Jermaine after it, but vice versa, like. You know, meters being solid for us, but when you have one of the wingers who gets six meters a run, it's fucked for the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'll let you I'll let you go. We'll talk to you guys soon, whenever that is. 
Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.